Whispering in His Ear, the devotional, explores talking and listening to God's message for us. Now, read God's voice in how to listen, a new companion study guide to the original devotional that provides discussion questions and more insight to the scripture that reveals how God talks to us. Get the series on Amazon. If we don't train our choirs in what biblical worship really looks like, well, then all they're doing is singing. That's all they're doing. Welcome to Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm Yvette Walker, your host for this podcast on finding the true meaning of God's joy. Joy is not a feeling, it's faith. And my guests and I will talk about how to avoid falling down the rabbit hole of chasing physical or emotional joy. In this season, we'll tackle spiritual growth as we discover the true joy of the Lord. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Donna Renee Patrick likes to sing, but she loves to help worship teams lead worship even more. Teaching them to find their biblical footing, Donna uses her expertise in scripture and leadership. Donna is the behind-the-scenes mentor that we never think about. The next time you're in church and have a wonderful worship service, it's likely someone coached the singers and musicians to lead you and the rest of the audience. Find her teachings and books at her website, DonnaRenePatrick.com. Here's Donna. Donna, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yvette, I appreciate your invitation. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, So we can see it all at DonnaReneePatrick.com, I believe. But what I want to talk to you about is this amazing work that you are doing in the area of worship leadership training. Because, you know, when we go, at least when I go to church and the worship team is is there and they are singing and, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is coming into the room and we are, I don't really think about the the training and the leadership they have to have up there. I'm not thinking about that at all. I mean, I'm thinking really about myself and I'm praying and I'm worshiping. Well, I I should say I'm thinking about the Lord. I'm worshiping, I'm praising. And of course, that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, But yeah, you don't really think about that. So I think what you do is fascinating. Tell me a little bit about that. You know what? You make such a valid point, Yvette, because we make it look easy 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as musicians and choir members and team members and um, worship leaders, we might make it look easy. But a lot of work goes into that. But let me get to your let me get to your question. Um, you know, it, it it does take training because because and, and I'm going to give you the short version, because it's not all about the music. We're not there as a praise team to entertain. We're not there to wake people up at the eight o'clock service. <laughs> we're not we're not there for an A and B selection. We're not there to look good to the people. We're there to look good to God. And if we don't train our teams, if we don't train our choirs in what biblical worship really looks like, well, then all they're doing is singing. Mm. That's all they're doing. And God never required great music from us. God requires obedience from us. And so that's why we've got to train our teams and our musicians to, to go beyond the music. That, that is the whole premise of my training. Let's get beyond the music. The music is great. We can learn a new song every week, every day if necessary. But it's more to this thing than just great music. Mm. I love that. I love that you said that we are not here to entertain or wake people up. I know that some people, so there's lots of different faiths out there clearly and there's different there's different uses and usages i should say of music you know you go to a catholic church and you you know you're going to hear music but it might be different than the kind of music you hear um at more of a contemporary uh, non-denominational church which may sound different than um you know than another another service exactly and and take for example the church of christ they don't use instruments in their in their tradition but you talk about some great a great sound they can harmonize they can sing they can deliver so yes you're right we're all different you're going to get a different something everywhere you go mhm and 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 i wanted to point out that so say someone who comes from one tradition might be it might be invited by a friend to come, hey, come to church with me this Sunday. And perhaps this church is a non-denominational church that does contemporary Christian music or whatever. So when the person from the other faith walks, the other faith tradition, I should say, walks in, it may sound different. And that person may think, this is just a concert. This is not church. In fact, I've heard people say that they're just not used to that. So, but so I think it's good for you to point out that it is more than that, even if you're not used to hearing it reflected this type of worship reflected in the way that you're used to exactly and and again you make a very valid point there are members of the congregation who think and the visitors the visitor who's never been there before and the music is wonderful and and that's great but that person and that congregation at large they need to know there's more to the worship experience than just it's not all about the music. We've got to lead people closer to God. Mm. We've got to do that. And I'm sure you've heard, you've had some people, some great singers, but there was no life change. There was no difference when they got done, you know, because they just sang. They could, they could sing. They sang very well. They executed very well. But the question is, were lives changed? And that's why training is important. That's why teams have to understand that we're there for life change. 
We're there to bring somebody closer to God. We're there to bring somebody's relationship with him, make it better. That's why we're there. So so you make a valid point about concerts. And see, and again, speaking of concerts, if, and we're not, we're not there yet, but I might be getting ahead of myself. <laughs> um, but but if we don't let the congregation know, if we don't bring the congregation along with us on the on the worship journey, if we don't invite them to come with us, well then yeah, they're going to think that they're there just to hear a concert. Mm-hmm. So we have to invite them into the experience. And we can't invite the congregation somewhere we've never been ourselves. Mm-hmm. So so that's why training is important as well. And you, you might have been about to get into this, but I will tell you, so I've actually been at a concert, you know, at a Christian concert sure. where I felt like I was in church, but then I've been in a Christian concert where I felt like it was just a concert. And I've been in one where both things happened within the same night. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm sure you have. I believe that. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe that because it does happen. It does. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking at, uh, and I won't say the name of the artist because it's, it's not important, um, but I was looking at an awards, at a national awards show, mm-hmm. and there was a gospel artist there, had a group behind him, and they're dancing, and they're perfectly choreographed, you know, and some people, and this was a secular event, mm-hmm. and they had a gospel, you know, venue come up and I I watched it I said hmm okay so what are they the question in my mind was are they there to lift up Jesus or are they there to entertain and that's not for me to say um but it does create the question in Mm, your mind so mm -hmm. yeah I get that so before we started recording you know I asked you are you a singer and you told me that yes, you do sing, but you but you love to train and educate and lead maybe leave the singing to other people. But I want to learn a little bit more about basically why you're doing what you're doing. So take us on your faith walk and tell us, you know, how you became the this this leader that you are today. You know what, Yvette, that's that's a that's a story, and and I'll give you I'll give you the abbreviated version of it. You know how I got into first of all, I grew up in the Baptist Church in Decatur, Illinois. And that's where I got my start in leadership, in serving, in loving people, um, all of that. All I got my start way back then. But fast forward to about um, the mid, mid, late 90s, somewhere around there. The church where I was serving at the time, we were very new to praise and worship. We knew nothing. We had done no study. And so we're right on the edge of this. And my pastor at the time called me in and said, Donna, I want to add a praise and worship class to the Sunday school lineup. And I want you to teach it. I don't know today why he asked me, but he did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I taught the class and the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. That's when the fire started. Mm -hmm. Yvette, that's when the fire really started. Um, in terms of worship training, that's when the fire really started. And, and God just continued to pour wood on the fire. He continued to just, just put wood on the fire and it's still burning. 
it's still burning. And that's the abbreviated version. (laughs) I mean, there are, there's so many times where we are picked for something and we have no idea why, like why, you know, you picked me or, or an idea comes to us and we know Mm -hmm. it's not from us, you know, um, but you know, we need to be obedient and God tells us to do something then, okay. You don't know how to do it. Well, you need to do some research. You need to figure out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And my pastor sent me, he said, Donna, go find a textbook for the class. And so I went, I, you know, and, and turns out that he actually found the book. Both of us were looking, but he actually found the perfect book at the end of the day. And so, you know, Yvette, as I learned, the more I wanted to learn. And so I began building my own library on praise and worship. I began looking for conferences. I began uh, paying attention to articles and websites where I could get better at what I was doing because I I knew nothing. I, I, you know, so I just began investing in myself in that area, you know, and that led to two books. It led to teaching and conferences and it led to doing classes and trainings. And I mean, God just built onto that. God just took that. And I like to say God took it and ran with it. Now, he already had it because it came from him. Um, But God just began to just put layers and layers onto that. And he's still doing it. He's Mm. still doing it. So that's how I know I'm called to this. I don't do it just because. I'm, I've read, I'm called to it. And I know that. And when people ask me that, you know, why do you do what you do? I'm called to it. And I know that. And it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't my choice. I did sure. not choose this, mm-hmm. you know, so I know it was him. And it could just be because I am perhaps not knowledgeable about this area, but it's an area that is kind of new to me. I mean, I, I personally, I did not realize but when you think about it, you're like, yeah, yeah, they, there's, look at them on the stage. They are leading us. So they need leadership training. They need to know how to work together. You know, you know, you may, you may have one lead singer, but you've got, you know, but a lot of times, you know, Mm -hmm. they share that stage and everyone needs to know how to lead. So it makes complete difference, but it's new to me. And I wonder Um, if it's new to a lot of people. And are this, so I guess my question is, are there many people who do this, who do what you do? You know, I'm going to say this and I don't want to come across as um, arrogant because that's not my intent. There are other people who do what I do. However, they don't do it the way I do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. Because many of the trainings that you go to, it's about music, the right music, stage presence, uh, building your team, which is important. But more emphasis is placed on the music than leadership or the word. Okay. So that's why I answer the way I do. Um, most of those type trainings are about music. And I'm not throwing shade. Yvette, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. I'm not. But most of those out there now, I hear them about music. Even if you have academic worship programs, Mm -hmm. they're about the music. They're about musicianship. They're about being a worship musician. 
Well, I asked a guy one time, and I'm and I'm part of, you know, they, they have groups on Facebook for different things. There's several worship leader groups out there. And so to play the devil's advocate one day, I posted a question. I said, define worship musician. And and one guy came back and said, a musician who plays for a worship service. Okay. Yeah, you're like, is that is that all that is? Exactly. That was exactly my thought. Is that all there is? You just play. So, so that means anybody can call themselves a worship musician if they play for the worship service. And I beg to differ. Mm. I beg to differ. You know, I heard a, a commencement message uh, last year. As a matter of fact, I was teaching at a convention last year. And the guy who, who delivered the commencement, they had a graduation ceremony at the end of the week mm-hmm. for those who had completed. There was a school part of the convention. And so the guy who delivered the address said, are you a a church musician or are you a musician who plays for a church? Oh, there's a difference. Yeah. He said, are you a church musician or are you a musician who plays for a church? Mm -hmm. Excellent question. Excellent question. And so it happens a lot. You bet it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, leadership is so you made such a valid point. You made such a valid point that leadership is important on the praise team because it is a position of leadership. That's why I don't advocate volunteer praise teams. In other words, come one, come all. Sure. You want to you want to be on the praise team? Come on. I don't advocate that because people have different reasons for wanting to be on the praise team and leadership is very seldom one of them. Hmm. That's why, that's why I teach. That's why I advocate that training is so important. Um, Yeah. For those who want to lead worship. Yeah. 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 So the Lord led you to this, you know, clearly, um, you know, all this season we've been talking about, God in our everyday life, like taking him with us every day. So I wanted to ask you, where have you seen him move in this area that you are in and have been in? Girl, which one? <laughs> <laughs> which one? You know what? I'll give you a, a recent example. When COVID hit, I lost two jobs. In the mm. midst of that, mm-hmm. lost one, got another one, lost that one. So I'm in a pickle financially. Um, I said, okay, God, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. And when we, there's a passage in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, where King Jehoshaphat looks up, he says, Lord, we don't know what to do but our eyes are on you. And that became my prayer Mm -hmm. because my finances were taking a hit like everybody else. Like I wasn't the only one, Uh, you know, but, but I had to continue to look up. I I couldn't let my worship suffer. I couldn't let my praise suffer. I wasn't going to let my prayer life suffer. And so during that time, it was very difficult. It was very difficult, but I had to, I kept on worshiping. 
I kept on worshiping and it kept me grounded. And when I say worship, I'm not just talking about church. I'm talking about at home, in my car, um, in in the closet, um, at the store, whatever the case might have been. Worship continued to be a part of me because I was physically, I was facing some stuff and I didn't know how I was going to come out. And worship kept me grounded. Praise kept my focus where it should have been. Um, it kept me grounded. It kept me focused. Did it change my situation? Not right away, but it kept my mind right. Mm-hmm. It kept my heart right. It, it kept me from panicking. It kept me from getting depressed. Um, you know, depression came for a minute. What am I going to do? How am I going to? God, when are you going to? I had to keep on worshiping when I wasn't at church. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to keep on worshiping um, because it kept me, it kept me grounded. Yvette, worship kept me grounded. That's a, and that's a very good example of um, making worship and praise a part of your everyday life because it keeps your focus on God rather than on your problem. Okay. So that's, that there, there's many, but that's a recent example that I can give you. You know, someone asked me last night why something we were talking about didn't bother me. And before I, I mean, and I also don't want to seem like I'm being arrogant or boasting, but literally before I almost realized what I was coming out of my mouth, I said, I'm strong in my faith. So nothing bothers me. I mean, I was like, Ooh, did I just say that? Like out loud at this big table? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, you, you said it came out like that. Mm -hmm. It came out like that because it must be a part of who you are. Mm -hmm. And when something is a part of you, it just kind of, you know, yeah. You don't, have to, you don't think about it. You don't think about it. Just come to what did Jesus say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So your faith is clearly part of who you are, and that's why it came out so so easily <laughs> for you. Now let's talk about worship for a minute. What what is it? Because for those of us who cannot sing, <laughs> um, I'd like to say that I still worship. I praise. But I'm, you know, and I sing when I go to church, of course, but I mean, I'm not a singer. So what is worship and can I do it? And you don't have to be, you don't have to be a singer. Jesus never required us to be singers, to be worshipers. And, you know, Yvette, great music and worship are not the same thing. But that's another, that's another topic. (laughs) Um, But to answer your question, you know, you don't have to be a singer. To worship. And and there are some people, Yvette, who love to sing, but they can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but they can't. They love to sing, but that's not their gift. But it doesn't matter to God. It doesn't matter to God. If they're singing a song directly to him and they don't care, now the people around them may not enjoy it. But God said, you're singing to me out of your heart. I love it. You know, so it's not, God doesn't care whether you can sing or not. As long as the song is from a heart that's connected to him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I grew up, I had two sisters. Both of them are going to be with the Lord. And my mother put all three of us in piano lessons. But this is what happened. 
we all sang and we all played, but my sisters gravitated towards singing. I gravitated toward playing. And so I basically grew up playing for my sisters. My sisters had beautiful voices and I have a voice. I just choose to let the people who do it better than me do it. Um, you know, but to address your question, you don't have to be, what is worship? I'm getting off the top. What is worship? Worship is, we can describe worship in so many ways. It's love. It's adoration. Worship is surrender. Mm. Worship is obedience. Because God said in his word, you shall have no other gods before me. He said, worship the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. And when we really get into worship, whether we're at church or whether we're at home or whether we're, you can worship in Walmart, but wherever we are, worship is adoration. Worship is, is, is giving God the honor that is due him. Worship is recognizing him for who he is. Worship is lifting him up. Now, we cannot make God any higher than he already is. His word says he's higher. He's above the heavens. But we can make him bigger within us. We can make him bigger in our hearts, in our own minds, in our own everyday life. So worship is love. It's love. A lot of people, anybody can praise God. Anybody can sing a song, clap, dance around the church beat a tambourine. Anybody can do that, but not everybody can worship because worship is a love relationship with God. Mm. That at the very basic, that's what worship is. It's a love relationship. It's adoration. It, 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 it's magnifying him. It's lifting him up. It's recognizing who he is as God of the entire universe maker of heaven and earth. Worship is recognizing God for who he is and making and, and bringing that in, bringing that out of the church building and in bringing worship out of God's house into your house. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. How can we find spiritual growth through our worship? Well, um, one way is to practice worship. Practice it, uh, meaning do it every day. Make it part of your everyday life. Just like, just like when you were sitting at that table and you told somebody, my faith got me through. That just came out of your mouth because that is who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way with worship. You know, we can grow in that area by recognizing the fact, first of all, that everything we do where God is concerned is an act of worship. It really is. Yeah. Because God, God made us for that. God made us to worship him. He, he created us for that. So mm. everything that we do, be it the, the, the job you perform every day or running your business or, or maybe you're in academia, you're teaching as in your case, or your students, when they study, when they prepare for the exam, that's all an act of worship because everything, the way we deal with our spouses, the way we relate to other people in our relationships on a day-to-day -day basis, all of that is an act of worship 
because God created us that way. And God, say what you will, God gave that all to us. And so how we handle whatever activity we're doing, it's an act of worship. Now, the other way is to get into the word of God, because when we when we make the word of God, study and reading of the word of God, a daily activity, it brings us closer to him. And it's going to magnify the worship that we give him it, it, because we're full of the word of God. We, we've read where uh, the earth is the Lord's. And so when we're going through a rough time, we can say, God, every bank in the world belongs to you. Every mortgage company belongs to you. God, it all, I belong to you. So Lord, whatever I'm going through, you got this. You got this. That will help us to grow as well when we recognize on a daily basis, God is God. And, and Yvette, you know how crazy the world is now. And, and, and it seemed to be getting crazier by the day. And COVID, COVID turned everything upside down. Yes, it and did. Up, you know, I mean, everything. And, and, you know, I don't, I think we're in a new normal now. You know, we're not going back to what was. It's not going to happen. We, no, we have to, in so many ways. In so many in ways. In so many ways. I mean, in at so school, the joke is that there are no more snow days because you can work at home all the time. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And so we're not going back to what we knew as normal. We're in a new normal and we've got to learn to navigate it, including in the church. In the church, you know, a couple of years when COVID first hit, we didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever told me I couldn't go to church. Mm-hmm. I've never been told that. So so we had to figure it out. But to, to further answer your question, recognize how do we grow in worship? Recognize that God is God in everyday life, not just on Sunday. Um, Get into the word of God or get back into the word of God. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, suggest that, that your listeners are not in the word of God. I'm not suggesting that. So (laughs) that's why I put it that way. Either get into the word or get back into the word of God and, and growth is going to come. Because whenever we plant God's word in here, we're not going to be the same. We're not going to be the same. We're not going to act the same. We're not going to allow every hiccup to send us off the deep end. The word of God is powerful. It's powerful. It's always fresh. And it'll help us to grow in wisdom, in the knowledge, not just knowledge, but in wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, wisdom is knowing what to do and how to do it um, and when to do it. So the word of God, prayer is another way we can grow. Remember the Lord's prayer, Yvette, the Lord's prayer starts in worship and it ends in worship. It says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed means, hallow means to rev- to revere. Mm-hmm, it right. means to lift up. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Lord, this is your thing. Your will be done. And then the end of it says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. God, it all belongs to you. You will always be God. So we will grow 
Yvette, on a daily basis when we come into a God consciousness and understand that this is really not about me. It's not about what I can fix. It's not about what I can do. It's about what God can do. Because Yvette, how many times have you been in a situation where you didn't know what to do? True. You you wanted to fix it. You wanted to fix it, but you couldn't. Nothing you did changed that situation. And so, God, I've been there. I've been there myself. How many times have I been there? Um, but, you know, we have to rely on him. And the only way we can do that is if we recognize on a daily basis that God is God. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm not. And I'm not. Amen. Amen. No, that is so good. I don't want to get out of here without telling people how to find you. And we haven't even had a chance to talk about your books. You said you mentioned two early on, but you have more than that. Um, And just talk about that for just a second. um, Some of the books that you have out and how people can find you and engage with you. Okay. My first book came out in 2012. It's called At All Times. It is a praise and worship daily devotional to help you start your day with praise to help you start your day and go through your day with a good attitude, knowing that God is in control. Uh, My second book came out in 2015 called It's In Your Praise. And the subtitle is H-O-P-E, Holiness, Obedience, Power, and Expectancy. Mm. And when, when when, when you walk in hope, when you walk in praise, when praise is normal for you, when yes. praise is a regular for you, then you're going to experience that holiness, that obedience, that power, and that expectancy. Yes. It's in your praise. And I've co-authored four others. I've co-authored, as I mentioned before, The Perfect Seven, uh, No More Unclaimed Promises, which is the, the most recent one, which helps people that is an anthology. No More Unclaimed Promises is an anthology of, of women who chose to walk in God's word, who chose to stand on God's promises in spite of their situation. Mm-hmm. The Perfect Seven is a devotional on stewardship. Because when we hear about stewardship, we typically think about money, tithing. But there's more to stewardship than that. There's time, there's, there's talent, there's togetherness, there's relationships. There's so much more to stewardship than just the financial part. And then I also co-authored two others. This is six total. Mm-hmm. I co-authored a book called um, For Women in the Workplace called Be Refreshed that helps women in the workplace find their find their really their place, find their calling. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one, the last one I co-authored, it's called um, It's a Book of Testimonies. It's a book of testimonies. Um, from several people who who just chose to to walk through their trial, and I have one one chapter in there called um, a changed mind, and I I get into how when we lost my sister, my oldest sister, and how that that you know really hurt our family, and you know we had never experienced anything like that before. So I go through my testimony. Um, it's called Stories of Roaring Faith, mm. where people went through a traumatic time, but they kept on going with God, with yes. God's help. And they can find them on my website, on my website, um, DonnaReneePatrick.com 
slash store. They're all there. My two are at all times and it's in your praise. The others I co-authored with some wonderful, wonderful people. And I will say this as well. I'm on social media. You're welcome to reach out to me on Facebook or on um, LinkedIn for the most part. You're welcome to reach out to me there, Donna Renee Patrick, M.A., and I'd be happy to, your book will be on your, your book or books can be on your, on the way to you. I'm shipping out some later today. As a matter of fact, I've gotten some orders I need to fill. Um, and then if you want to send me an email, you can certainly do that. Donna Renee Patrick at gmail.com. And Renee is spelled R-E-N-A-Y. Yes. Yes. A slightly different spelling. I, I was definitely about to point that out. So thank you. Yeah. Donna, thank you so much for the time and the encouragement that you have given us today. Um, Yeah, it's it's such a great topic. Thank you for saying that even though I can't sing, I can still worship. I can still praise. Don't worry about it. Makes me feel good. (laughs) You're good. Don't worry. You're not singing to the people anyway. You're singing to him. Amen. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to hear previous episodes and to learn more about our ministry and books. Support Positively Joy by becoming a Patreon member and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks to Mars Coleman for the use of his song, The Joy of Knowing. And thanks to Susan Marie for editing and production of the podcast. Till next week. Oh, the joy of knowing, the joy of knowing.